Like a letter that never reaches its destination, the Postal Service posts its 12th straight year of net losses, ending fiscal 2018 nearly $4 billion in the red. But it expects better financial outcomes in the new year. Come January, the price of a first-class stamp will go up by $0.05. Cents. That's the biggest increase of its kind since 1991. Still, the Postal Service says rate hikes will only get the agency so far. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Postal Service still faces an uphill battle getting on better financial footing. On Wednesday, it posted a net loss of $3.9 billion for fiscal 2018. That's more than a billion-dollar increase from the $2.7 billion loss it reported for 2017. But that's still lower than the $5.6 billion loss it reported for 2016. The Postal Service saw first-class mail volume decrease by more than 2 billion pieces. That comes out to more than a 3% decrease. But it also saw nearly a 7% increase in its package delivery volume. The Postal Service has expressed doubts about its ability to maintain double-digit growth in package revenue, but there it saw more than a 10% increase in package revenue, or about $2 billion. Postmaster General Megan Brennan said the Postal Service continues to compete with new entrants to the package business. We've got to compete for that business every day. Where we can take price and negotiate price, we'll do so. But we're conscious of the value proposition. It's the service, it's the uh, real-time visibility, and it's competitive pricing. On the mail volume side of the equation, Brennan said the Postal Service continues to come up with innovative solutions to keep its business. We compete for every dollar every day, and marketers have a growing array of options to engage with customers. That's why we continue to improve the experience for the sender and receiver and innovate to enhance our portfolio of product offerings. One of our most important customer enhancements in mail is informed delivery, which provides users with a digital preview of their incoming mail. An informed delivery builds the anticipation of the mail throughout the day. It creates additional impressions of the mail piece and expands our touch point with customers. We'll continue to innovate and we'll prove the value and return on investment of marketing mail as a complement to digital advertising strategies in an increasingly digital age. Additionally, we'll do everything within our control to reduce costs, including adjusting our network to correspond to current and future volume. Now for the good news. On Tuesday, the Postal Regulatory Commission, or PRC, approved the biggest increase in first-class stamp prices since 1991. It'll raise rates from $0.50 to $0.55 starting on January 27th. The PRC also approved a pricing increase for the Postal Service's shipping and package products. The Postal Service Board of Governors requested the rate hikes from the PRC last month. Brennan said the rate increase would give the Postal Service the boost in funding it needs to keep its operations going. I'd also like to thank the Postal Regulatory Commission for their prompt and thorough review of the market-dominant and the competitive products price change cases that we recently filed and their determination that all of the prices we proposed are consistent with the law. Implementation of the new prices will provide us with vital additional revenue that we absolutely need to help fund our operations. Joe Corbett is the chief financial officer of the Postal Service. He estimated the upcoming price increase would bring in $1.6 billion annually in additional revenue. The uh, roughly 2.5% price increase on our market-dominant products translates into uh, roughly $800 million of additional revenue. And coincidentally, the increase in our competitive price increases actually is just slightly more than that, at about $880 
million. Of course, we have to consider uh, price elasticities, et cetera, but after considering those, and those are on an annualized basis, so only some of that impact will be felt this year, but on an annual basis, you're talking $800 million roughly and about $880 million total over $1.6 billion. It remains unclear when the Trump administration will release a report from its Postal Task Force. President Donald Trump created that in April. It's chaired by Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, and that task force gave the president recommendations in August. Brennan said the Postal Service doesn't have an estimate of when that report might go out. The release of the report is within the discretion of the administration, and we don't have any definitive information regarding the release. The Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee was originally slated to hold a hearing on the Postal Task Force recommendations soon after the president got them. But sources say the White House decided to hold off on publicly releasing the findings until after the midterm elections. But the administration has already signaled its intention to restructure and privatize the Postal Service. That's as part of its larger government reorganization plan. But plans to sell off the Postal Service have already met strong bipartisan opposition from lawmakers. In the meantime, Brennan said legislative reform remains an essential part part of putting the Postal Service on firm financial footing. She said as part of a three-part strategy, the other parts include aggressive management and pricing system reform. We have a fiduciary responsibility to run this business based on economic realities. And while the organization is fundamentally strong in terms of the value we deliver and the role we play in America's economy and communities, we are not financially strong. The Congress and our regulator must make statutory and regulatory changes to our business model to return the Postal Service to financial stability. Without these changes, our financial results will continue to deteriorate and likely at an accelerating rate. House and Senate lawmakers have introduced several postal reform bills in recent years. Last year, the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee passed its version of postal reform, but the bill failed to receive a full House vote. Most of the bills would require postal retirees to enroll in Medicare Part B and would eliminate the current mandate to prefund retiree health benefits. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association, or NARF, has opposed the Medicare provision on the grounds that it would require current retirees to enroll. But Brennan said the provision remains the cornerstone of its legislative ask. Corbett said the Postal Service defaulted on $6.9 billion in payments to prefund retiree health benefits in fiscal 2018. He added that making the payments would have put undue risk on the agency in meeting its core mission. Brennan said the Postal Service looks to make postal reform a primary goal of the upcoming congressional session. While we're conscious of the waning weeks of this session, we'll continue to emphasize the urgency of moving reform, and we will take it up again in the next Congress. From a Postal Service standpoint, the Get Well plan must include legislative and regulatory reform. The Postal Service is also ramping up for its busiest delivery period. Brennan said the Postal Service expects to deliver 16 billion pieces of mail and packages between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Of that, it'll deliver 900 million packages, about a 5% growth in its holiday package volume from last year. Brennan said the Postal Service is ready to meet the influx in demand. We've increased our network capacity. We've expanded our air and surface transportation. We've added package sortation capability. We have an unrivaled ability to flex our delivery window. We're hiring seasonal workers, and we're enhancing visibility across the enterprise. Postal Service employees take great pride in serving our customers, and especially during the holiday season. And we are well prepared to handle the surge in volume. The Postal Service also remains in negotiations with two of its unions, the American Postal Workers Union and the National Rural Letter Carriers Association. 
National Association of Letter Carriers President Frederick Rolando, in a statement, called on lawmakers to end the prefunding mandate. He also called on the PRC to restore a two-cent exigent surcharge on postal rates it rolled back in 2016. The temporary rate hike was put in place to help the Postal Service recover from the 2008 recession. Rolando said those two fixes would put the Postal Service on firmer financial footing. Package Coalition Chairman John McHugh, in a statement, said his organization was encouraged by the success of the Postal Service's package business. Postal package delivery, he added, is particularly critical for small businesses and consumers in remote and rural areas. Jory Heckman, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Be sure to check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.